it's Andrew Wilkow. Here's my opening monologue from today's Wilkow Majority on Sirius XM Patriot. There's no shortage of articles from sites like Vox that claim the world would be a better place if the United States lost the revolution. And when you look at polls about patriotism, faith, family, etc., etc., these standard bedrock concepts and principles are apparently in decline. You know, I would have tweeted it out yesterday. I was busy entertaining at my house. Actually, Jennifer Van Lahr, the editor-in-chief at Red State, was in Philadelphia visiting and sent me a text. I said, well, I'm sitting on my deck drinking a beer. Well, I will be. I'm like, you're more than welcome to come. So she drove up. And I said, I'm going to show you a slice of conservative New Jersey. She sat on my deck, watched the water show that the kids do at the lake, how we light the lake in red flares that drive around the neighborhood. You see Trump flags, that sort of thing. But I want to know who actually believes that crap, that the world would be a better place if the United States lost the revolution. Now, one of the, one of the theories is that slavery would have come to an end sooner. There's no proof of that. I mean, I guess by the same standard, if the United States lost World War II, We'd all, be, we'd all be German socialists now. Wouldn't that be great? No, it wouldn't. The United States, becoming the United States and overcoming the British, where, where was the democratic process? Now, I understand this is a concept that goes back to Greece and Rome, et cetera, et cetera, but it's practiced by the United States, where we have divided government, we have a constitution, we have a charter of government, We have checks and balances. And, you know, when you hear people complain about the Supreme Court and the power of the so-called rural states like Idaho or Wyoming or the the Dakotas, and they say this is unfair, the Senate is, you know, is, is is a blockade to the will of the people, well, no, then fall back on the Tenth Amendment. But the concept of a republic was to have neither a monarchy Neither a monarchy nor mob rule. And the concept of the democratic process being checked by the Electoral College or the Tenth Amendment or divided government, these were all sound, reasonable principles for the structure of a government, especially in a, in a territory that, that was eventually we manifest destiny. You look at a city like New York. You have nine, 10 million people here. The city is essentially ungovernable. You have a 35,000-person police force answering to one city government. Nine million people, one city government, one education system, one transportation system, one parks and rec department. The reality is that New York City would be better off if Brooklyn was an independent city again and Queens was treated as a county. And Manhattan was its own city. And Staten Island was its own jurisdiction. Because when you have too many people under one system of government, it's too much. And the United States was founded giving the individual colonies that would become states uniqueness in society, in culture, in law. How they would run themselves would, would be different from one another. 
And I believe it's Louis Brandeis, who also believed in the living, breathing constitution, a silly concept, that the states were the laboratories of democracy. Yes. And I'm going to get to an Associated Press piece that says the states are more polarized than they've ever been before. Ever? You sure? We had a thing called the Civil War. But they're saying that people are fleeing California. Conservatives are fleeing California for Idaho. And progressives are fleeing Texas for Colorado. And there's not a lot of wiggle room there. All of the newcomers coming into Colorado, this piece claims, are all progressives. All the newcomers coming into Idaho are all conservative. Well, when you can't live your life the way you want to in a state like California or New York, you're going to get out eventually if you can't take it and go somewhere else. You're saying, well, this is ripping out the fabric of the country. No, it's actually the fabric as intended. The states had sovereign powers. The states, you know what's really sad? And I'm not going to mention any of these people by name because I don't want to give them any any additional uh, attention or oxygen to what it is that they're doing. But you see all these so-called Gen Z influencers that are all, you know, wagging their fingers and wrist, their hands into the camera like they're doing like an early 2000s rap video, hyperventilating about this or that with Republicans and how their generation's taking over and Biden's the greatest thing ever. And you just kind of want to sit one of these kids down and be like, do you know anything about Joe Biden that's, that's older than five minutes ago? They keep talking about democracy, democracy, democracy. Have you ever said to any of these people, have you noticed the word democracy doesn't actually appear in the Constitution? Well, so what, Andrew? That's a pretty big deal. When you hear people say, and even some Republicans say, our democracy, our democracy, we're not a democracy. The state, I bet you, very few young voters who think they're all progressive know that the states created the federal government, not the other way around. You know, Gen Z polling, basically, and we were all talking about this yesterday, we're trying to keep it off of politics, you know, and enjoy the day. But this new generation, young generation of voters are most comfortable, and maybe it's part of the pandemic, with not just government surveillance, but government surveillance in their homes. Because they spent the latter part of their high school years or college years basically sitting in front of a web camera. And they're just accustomed to it. It's the same trend with kids who turn on, I don't know if you've seen this, kids who turn on closed captioning when watching something because TikTok has so used closed captioning that some young people can't watch a movie without it. Right? You even see it on some television shows like reality TV where they, you know, might have muffled audio and they're, they're putting closed captioning up. That's like a, a trend now. But a lot of these young people are giving up on the concepts that are contained in the Constitution. And it's no wonder why there are some people who think the world would be a better place if the United States lost the revolution. They aren't being taught civics. And if they are, it's a twisted, revised, you know, people's history version. You know, when Michelle Obama said we have to transform our history, you know, the Howard Zinn version of civics is completely just twisted and tie-dyed. You could probably go to any university campus. You could probably go to the Harvard Law School right now and start to quiz some of these people. 
who've been told their whole lives they're the smartest people ever. They're the brightest, the most talented. They absolutely deserve a, a, a perch of high status and a position of power in society. That admissions to Harvard or Yale or Princeton, that is the golden ticket to the inner sanctum. And if you were to say something about the 10th Amendment, that you look at all these rulings, oh my God, look at how terrible what's going on here. Gay people can't go to restaurants. Nobody said that. It, we, we, you look at people who are considered very intelligent and highly educated, or at least on the path of being highly educated, and they don't seem to know anything. And it's getting worse by the day. What does government education teach about civics? Obviously, when you have the federal government running the Department of Education, they're going to teach the superiority of the federal government. So when you've got Biden running around bragging on some of these manufacturing numbers, do young people, do voters understand that we're talking about taxpayer subsidized manufacturing, not market-based manufacturing? What's the difference? See, that's the problem. When they say ignorance is bliss, let me tell you something. Those are true words. When you know stuff, especially that is not popular, it is hard living life. And when you have people that live in this country that enjoy all of its freedoms and you and, and you have people who are told, if you're non-white, this country's terrible, awful to you, you really have to ask yourself this. Take any demographic, any non-white person and compare their life in the United States to the country of their alleged origin and ask how the average person is living there. How is the average Hispanic living in El Salvador? Life is not good or else we wouldn't have migrants coming here from, from there to here. What is the life of the average black African versus the average African-American? Is there a ladder of opportunity in most African countries for the average African that coincide with the ladders of opportunity here in the United States? You tell me. As you're telling me, it would be better if America lost the revolution. If we just maintained a monarchy. If we had no civil rights. Look at what some of these people on the left are fighting for. They say the conservatives want to entrench discrimination when they're literally telling you they want to be able to quota people based on their demographics. And we're not even talking about middle-aged white guys. We're talking about young students of Asian descent. There's no such thing as positive discrimination or beneficial racism. But they're saying, we'll decide that. It's kind of like the concept of free speech. Well, we don't want hate speech. Well, who decides what's hate speech? Well, we do. Oh, we do. How do we do that? Well, if, if, if the majority of people don't like it, right. So again, the freedom of speech, popular speech doesn't need protection. Popular groups don't need protection. If you're make, to say that you're going to make Americans of Asian descent an unpopular group and thus subject to your form of discrimination, what the hell are you talking about when you say conservatives want discrimination? Conservatives don't want discrimination. 
That's the we want the meritocracy. So when these people say on Independence Day that it would be better for the world if America lost the revolution, that's insanity. Absolute insanity. The colonies, the 3% of the colonies, wasn't it a 3%? It was 3% of the colonists actually stood up to England. 3% of the colonists were involved in the revolution. If it weren't for that 3% of people, what would the world look like? What would the United States look like? Would we have ever broken free of English rule? Would we be just another outpost in the British Empire? And when they say slavery would have come to an end sooner because England ended slavery before the United States, the revolution broke them. The most powerful military on planet Earth was broken by 3% of the colonists. This alternative trajectory that these people fed us, and again, it's like the Howard Zinn thing. These false, phony trajectories that they create, nobody can prove how slavery would have ended in the United States based on the end of the revolution. Wintick 695, Patriot 9572874. The fact that the United States, the colonies, defeated the British is one of the greatest moments in human history. And as far as governance goes, having a man who was given ultimate power, the opportunity to ultimate power, here, George Washington, you can be the new king. Didn't they want the king of Prussia to come over here and be like, the king? And I was like, whoa, 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 whoa. Now, it's true, a lot of a lot of colonists, you know, that's all they knew. They knew countries have kings. And we had a man who served eight years as president and said, I am stepping down. I am stepping down. The world was shocked when George Washington said, I have done my time. I am stepping down. You're going to elect a new president. When did that happen? In the events of human history, where somebody with ultimate power relinquish it peacefully. Don't tell me that the colonies winning the revolution and becoming the United States is a bad chapter in human history. As a matter of fact, it's perhaps one of the most amazing. Weintick 695, Patriot 9572874. We are right. They are wrong. That is the end of the story. The arguments on this radio program, we're in the hardcore summer. Don't you worry. If you're here, I'm here. And I'll bring you 110% A game every day this summer. Continuing on all the way through Labor Day. And on the Salem News Channel. Currently, I'm live at 5, replay at 8. I don't know when we're moving to 8 p.m., but it's in the near future. You can follow me on Twitter at WillCowMajority, at WillCowMajority, at WillCowMajority, at WillCowMajority, at WillCowMajority. SiriusXM Patriot. 
You can join me live on the Wilkow Majority Monday to Friday, noon to 3 east, 9 to noon west on Sirius XM Patriot Channel 125.